the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. And hello, you know, I've been looking forward to this uh, radio show for a long, long time. Uh, We're going to deal with uh, San Diego remembering Billy Graham. And this is a very special broadcast because it really is reminiscent of what happened back in 2003 with Mission San Diego uh, with Billy Graham. And a lot of people made a lot of decisions back then. And uh, a lot of pastors, actually 600 churches were responsible for, for putting them together. And I want to introduce our guests for this segment as well. I want to introduce Chris Clark and Wayne Clark. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Glad to be here, Kaz. Very good. And Chris? Yes, I'm glad to be here too. You know, we're going to get right into it because I want to have some interviews of some of the leaders of leaders back then and them today as well. I want to introduce uh, Pastor Bob Bosford, Horizon Church in Rancho Santa Fe. And we think you'll like what you have to hear. Intimately involved with the uh, Billy Graham crusade called Mission San Diego with Billy Graham. Tell me your recollections about that. One of the highlights of my entire life in ministry, you know, growing up at Forest Home, which is a Christian conference center just east of here, up in the San Bernardino Mountains, is what landed me into this incredible privilege of knowing Mr. Graham and being around him for so many years because of what Forrest home uh, came to mean to him. You know, it was in 1949 that Billy was teaching at a college briefing conference at Forrest home and boy, his faith was rocked. It was challenged by uh, another speaker in particular, a guy by the name of Chuck Templeton who really challenged Mr. Graham and said, Billy, you need to stop preaching the cross you're going to lose the audience and really challenged him to go soft and ultimately to go liberal in his message. Otherwise he would not gain uh, an audience uh, with these collegians or anyone else for that matter. And Billy shares that story in his autobiography uh, of going out on a star lit night for a walk in the woods And he came to a place where he knelt down and he opened up the Bible on a tree stump. And instead of going along with what, you know, was being crammed down his throat, you know, in terms of, hey, put on this, put on Saul's armor to go out and fight this giant. He said, Lord, I don't understand everything in this book, but I promise to believe it with all my heart and preach it with all I've got to preach it with. And uh, it was really from that encounter that the Billy Graham Crusades began, the the first one being down there at the corner of 
of Washington and Hill in downtown Los Angeles in 1949. So to then be on the invitational committee of welcoming him back to San Diego to do one of uh, one of his very last crusades was a tremendous highlight of my life in ministry. We know a lot of us have known Billy Graham through the years from a variety of different things, but him specifically coming to San Diego, specifically in 2003, specifically at a time where pastors in the past had been varied about different things, and then there was a a spirit of unity that uh, happened, and the the whole uh, Mission San Diego came together rather quickly. Can you give uh, us your personal perspective on how that happened and maybe the role you uh, played Pastor uh, Bob Botsford. Well, I was I was invited then to be the sort of the chairperson of the invitation committee. There was the executive committee, and then out of the executive committee was this invitational team. And so I flew to wherever Mr. Graham was. Uh, he had he had recently done a crusade up in the Fresno area at Bulldog Stadium. I went to see him there. He then went to Louisville, Kentucky and did a crusade. I went to see him there. Everywhere I went, I was representing San Diego and this host of pastors that were saying, Bob, if there's any way, let's see if he would be willing to come to San Diego for one last hurrah. And he in Louisville uh, agreed to meet with me and I laid out the vision and he said two things. He said, that doesn't give us a lot of time. And I just sort of paused and I just said, Mr. Graham, God is in this and he is uniting our city around this like nothing I have ever seen in the 30 years I've been here. And Mr. Graham said, let's see if we can make that happen. And the rest is history, bud. Well, it's history to a lot of people that lived it, but there are a lot of people that haven't lived it that I think uh, giving them an understanding of what happened there, it gives them a little bit more understanding of what God's doing in San Diego County now. There's a level of unity that's unparalleled, but uh, a lot of people don't realize this was forged years ago in back in 2003 and even beyond with people like uh, Dr. Billy Graham coming here and stirring up the heart of unity in the pastors. I want to speak a little bit about that and how the, I understood that it took about four months to pull this together, which it generally takes years perhaps to do things like that. So give an overview of what that looked like uh, with all you pastors getting together and talking this through. Yeah, it was five months start to finish and usually would take uh, anywhere from two years to three years of a ramp up to get everyone united and on the same page. But this town was ripe. And everyone was cranking and ready to go. So we saw it come together in five months. We saw the budget raised. And I think one of the guests that you're actually going to have on your program, or maybe you had him before before my time slot, I remember him in one of the executive committees. Uh, we, we stood up in front of all the pastors and we said, we hate to interrupt your schedules, but for the next five months, this is what we're all going to do. And um, it was actually Bishop McKinney who stood up and said, thank you for interrupting our schedules, because really nothing is this is this is what it's all about. And, and the, the unity and really the anointing and favor that the Lord bestowed upon us, we saw records set in attendance where Qualcomm is concerned, still hold to this day. And we saw unity where the churches are concerned that I still believe 
uh, is the fruit of what we see God doing in San Diego County. Pastor Bob, give an overview of, you know, you talk about the preparation for this thing. Give an overview of the actual venue when you're standing there or sitting there or hearing the worship going on and hearing Dr. Graham proclaim the gospel in his uh, incomparable way. What was the Holy Spirit feeling as you looked at the seats that were filled around Qualcomm Stadium and different denominations packing different sections. What were you thinking? What were you sensing? It's not a cliche. It was clearly a miracle in the making. It was a miracle in the works. And to see that stadium filled to capacity each night was not only a dream come true, it was an answer to prayer. And to to see people just filed down onto that field when Billy gave the invitation. I still get chills. I get chills to this day. Now, what was exciting about it was even though we had matched the budget, we'd, we'd met the needs. And really, a lot of that goes to the city of San Diego because they gave us the nonprofit rate for the stadium. That was the hand of the Lord on this, on this event and, and still is bearing fruit to this day. I run into people. I still see the bumper stickers on cars. I still hear the stories of people that said, I came uh, to the Billy Graham uh, event and I met Christ and you know, the fruit just speaks for itself. Take about a minute to give a word of encouragement to people that are listening to this uh, uh San Diego remembers Dr. Billy Graham. Give a word of encouragement and also uh, uh, expectation of what God is doing in San Diego now and how the seed was planted so long ago. Well, as he was faithful back then, I would say he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's wanting to move in our hearts today uh, to reach a new generation. Uh, Are there challenges? Of course, there were challenges then as there are challenges now. Franklin's arrival into our state is most timely, and I believe it's just another sign and signal that the Lord is with us, and he's wanting to do great and mighty things as he did up on the mountain at Forest Home in Billy's Heart in the 40s, as he did in 2003 at Qualcomm, as he's going to do through Franklin. And so uh, believe God, believe him for great and mighty things. Let him use you, put your put your life in places where God can show up and bless you and bless others through your faithfulness in trusting and believing him for mighty things. Wow. Dr. Bob Botsford, amazing. Actually, he's at the pastor over at Horizon Church, and Pastor Bosford was intimately involved, Wayne and Chris. We've got Wayne and Chris Clark in the studios with us, uh, with the, his Dwelling Place Ministries. And Wayne, we're going to talk a little bit more. I know you and Chris had some experiences back then as well. Yes. That's quite, quite true. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in future segments. But right now, we're going to uh, show another person, have another person on the air uh, right after this break. I'm going to give you a little clue. This person is a football star, but he was also the MC at San Diego, uh, at Mission San Diego with Billy Graham. We're going to interview that person up next, and you're going to be familiar with this name because uh, you'll get a kick out of it, let's just say. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. 
And thank you very much. You know, it's amazing how uh, God has used different people, Wayne and Chris Clark, my co-host for the, this entire two-hour segment. Um, it's amazing how God has used people uh, in uh, Billy Graham's life and in ours as well. When he was here in 2003, Mission San Diego with Billy Graham, a lot of people were impacted. And we're bringing different people on, uh, Wayne and Chris. Yeah, yes. I'm glad to be here. Okay, we're, we're going to have you give some too. input as we go. But it's a chalk, uh, chalk full segment here as well. I want to introduce somebody to you. He was a former NFL Man of the Year, a San Diego uh place kicker for the Chargers, and uh, he, he, he got us real close to winning many, many victories. Um, uh, he experienced some uh, illnesses, and uh, God brought him through. And what a testimony when he was standing there with the Billy Graham people at this 270,000 people in the auditorium. Amazing. Here's some insights from Rolf Benershka. Rolf Benershka. NFL Man of the Year, San Diego Charger, former San Diego Charger, and the man who was emceeing uh, the 2003 uh, Mission San Diego with Dr. Billy Graham. Tell me your thoughts on that whole process back in 2003 and how perhaps that is impacting what's going on today, uh, uh, Rolf Benershka, my friend. Yeah, when I reflect back on that, um, there was a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that people don't remember that, that uh, helped make this happen. If you remember, the event was like May 4th, and they had already uh, uh, reserved the stadium. And so from there, they moved backwards. And now they were trying to put together the committee that would bring it on. And they came to me in the end of December and said, uh, word's gotten around and your name keeps coming up. And we'd like for you to be the chairman of the event. And I remember them coming to me and, and I was saying, me? Oh, come on. We have all of the spiritual giants in town from Mike McIntosh to David Jeremiah to these amazing uh, preachers and, and, and internationally known evangelists, I go, I'm the wrong guy. I, I, really, I am the wrong guy. Thank you, but really. And uh, I didn't feel qualified to do it. And so I said no. And they came back to me a week later and they said, uh, we've met again and your name keeps coming back up and we need you to know that it's really not about you. You just need to say yes, and we'll kind of do the rest. And I remember I was deep in Bible study at the time. I'd been convicted at church to, you know, to spend time in the Word every day. And the story of Moses was was very much in my mind. And, and Moses, I remember, was asked to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. And he was, I gave a speech impediment. I can't do it. No. And finally, the Lord got upset and said, don't you understand? It's not about you, Moses. It's about me doing my work through you. And, and, uh, and then they said, look, time's running out. May is going to be here. We need to get going. And I was in a Bible study and with some good friends and my wife, and, and, and we said yes, and not knowing where this would go. Rolf, Bob Botsford, whom you likely remember, uh, he's a mighty man in San Diego County, um, Horizon Christian Fellowship. He said when they got together and were deciding on who they wanted to have as the spokesperson for this event, they decided on you because you were a nonpartisan in every way. I mean, you have a heart cry for all believers throughout throughout the entire county and beyond. But uh, so these pastors who, if the, each one of them individually took the helm, other pastors elsewhere would say, we, we can't do this because X, Y, Z is leading this thing. And I think it was real wisdom for them to bring on you because you were a broad brushstroke who embraced all of them. And how do you think that that uh, worked out? What do you think about the strategy and how that worked? 
Well, I think that's exactly right. I, I could come in there, first of all, being the, the, the dumbest one in the group, clearly, certainly not as wise and uh, experienced as all of them. But you're right. Um, it, it became um, nobody had to prove to each other who was smarter, who had a bigger flock, whose denomination was right. Uh, all that was sort of left behind. What What happened was we got, you know, 600 different churches of every denomination to put aside their denominational differences and and come together around what we had in common. And that was the shared blood of Christ, the redeeming quality of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and Savior. And as a result of that, we, we, we created this unity and togetherness that allowed us to pull this off in the four months that we had. We didn't have a lot of time. Fortunately, the Billy Graham Association has a, sort of an engine behind it, but it took leaders to put aside those denominational differences and come together for the good of the community. Ralph, take me back to that time frame um, in May when the Qualcomm Stadium then was fully packed out for this multiple day venue. Uh, you're standing there introducing the different things and kind of emceeing the whole thing. What was your thought as you see see up in the bleachers and everything, churches and different denominations in different sections, and they were singing and worshiping together in harmony with one another to have all those different denominations. Worshiping in harmony was a pretty major event. Uh, I, was, I was called to go up there. Thank you for bringing me on as a PR person and walk around the catwalk and hearing these individuals worship the Lord together. I said, this is the start of something big. What were your thoughts as you're standing at that podium? Oh, it, there, there were so many thoughts. First of all, let's not forget it was in Qualcomm Stadium, right? I made my living there as the place kicker for the Chargers for 10 years, almost died in the community. The community rallied around me. I, I, I had 80 units of blood, you know, half of community, half of the community is in my blood. And, and so to see this so many years later, the way the, uni the unity uh, of the community was brought together around Billy Graham was remarkable. But it was also the process leading up to that. We had a chance to really get into the neighborhoods of the community and speak to churches I would never have been to all over, all denomination, all ethnicities, uh, cultures, and to see them all together uh, on that, that four-day experience at Qualcomm was amazing, and then um, then to be able to sort of stand there on the floor of the of the stadium, introducing Dr. Graham, and and being able to share my testimony of how uh, the Lord kind of redeemed my life. I was sort of the rich young ruler that you know didn't think he needed it, and you know I was very capable, could do it all myself, and suddenly my illness really felled me and and made me wrestle with the question of is is there a God or not, and ultimately um, to believe that. Christ is who he is and and to watch what he's done in my life subsequently was all played out in my mind as I sat there watching the throngs of people flow into the stadium and then and then hear the message of Billy Graham uh, it was remarkable Rolf, take me back to the actual interactions that perhaps you had with Dr. Graham that uh, uh, leaves a high a high mark in your recollection. What a remarkable man, but he was not only a remarkable man on the big stage, he was a remarkable man one-on-one. -on -one. I think that's a great question, Kaz. You know, we all have a public persona, but who are we when nobody's looking is, is really, to, to me, the mark of that man. And Billy Graham has such a high profile and he's written about so much, but he is all that and more when you meet him one-on-one. -on -one. He looks you in the eye, he listens, listens, which is a great quality. 
Um, he doesn't judge. He's encouraging. He's wise. Um, he always has time for you. You know, we're getting ready to go on the stage and I'm feeling the pressure and he's not, he's just quietly there. And you can just see it was special to be with him. And all of us felt that way. It was a privilege to work alongside him, to know his history, to read what he was like when he got started, the courage to do those first events, to see the way the Lord's blessed him and his, and then to hear the message. It was such a unifying message. It's not a, divisive meshes, which is the way things happen over time. And um, to get to spend a couple of times with him and, and, and my wife, and, and he was just remarkable. Ralph, you're a guy who not only has loved sports and still does love sports. I hear you play a little bit of what they call golf, <laughs> but also you're, you're a guy who is involved not only in this community, but in vital things that are going on in this community and other communities, health wise and everything like that. I would like you to speak into our listeners right now as to the value of unity in the body of Christ and perhaps how Dr. Graham set the stage for this and how we have an opportunity to move in this legacy today and an appreciation for Dr. Billy Graham and what he has done. Let me close with that thought. So in my profession now, we, we built patient engagement programs for the medical device and pharmaceutical company, and we are around patients and they become grateful patients. They're grateful that there was research that funded a new drug that saved their life or a new kind of surgery or a new kind of therapy. And when you were around these grateful patients, there is this shared belief in humanity, this gratefulness that transcends all the things that divide our culture, economic, socioeconomic, um, cultural, race, racial, none of that matters. We are grateful. And it's the same in the body of Christ. When we've been redeemed, we are grateful and it, it unifies us. We don't see color. We don't see gender. We don't see ethnicity. We see the shared belief in Christ that saved us. And we thank you, uh, Dr. Billy Graham, for coming to San Diego in Mission San Diego uh, 2003 and uh, being one of the starters for this level of unity that we're experiencing in San Diego. Isn't that right, uh, Rolf Benershka, my friend? It is. We, we get to see uh, the seeds that were planted way back then uh, get harvested now. The stories are amazing. It's remarkable. Hey, hey, thanks for uh, staying with us. Uh, I knew you'd appreciate Rolf Benershka, an NFL a man of the year and a San Diego Charger. You know, he heads up an organization called uh, Legacy Health Strategies, Wayne and Chris Clark. And uh, we're going to talk more about other San Diego Chargers who uh, were impactful during 2003's uh, Mission San Diego with Billy Graham. We're going to talk more about that in the next segments. And Clarks, I'm actually going to give you a little bit more time to say some things because you were there as well watching the throngs, right? Right. Yes, we were. <laughs> we were there. Okay, so we're going to be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on AM 1210 K-Praise. And we're back. Co-host 
Wayne and Chris Clark uh, from His Dwelling Place Ministries. Uh, thanks for joining me, guys. Appreciate that. We're going to be asking you a few questions, questions as time times roll on. Well, my listening friend, I asked you a question at the in the middle of the previous segment. Um, what other San Diego Charger players were involved in Mission San Diego with Billy Graham and that were that were very vocal and are very vocal today? Well, if you said uh, Dan Fouts, <laughs> you'd be wrong. But if you said Miles McPherson, my friends, you would be right. And I want to introduce uh, Miles here for this uh, next interview. He, Miles is with the Rock Church with campuses all over San Diego County. Talking with Miles McPherson, the Rock uh, of throughout San Diego County. Pastor Miles, good to have you. It was nice to be here. San Diego 2003, Mission San Diego with Dr. Billy Graham impacted a lot of people. You were on site actually being a Charger, a former Charger player. You were familiar with the environment, but this was a different spirit, wasn't it? Tell us a little bit about that event and that particular time frame. I believe it was the biggest crowd they ever had at Qualcomm, 74,000 people, if I remember correctly. And my, uh, I was a youth night chairman. And that that youth night was the biggest night of the event, which was the biggest event in that stadium, which was a, a you know, glory to God for that. Uh, it was an honor. I mean, obviously, I've watched Billy Graham my whole life. I remember as a kid watching him in the stadium thinking, who does he think he is to tell everybody? And then I come to grow up and go, yeah, I now know who he is. So um, it was an honor to be part of that. I remember we had just started our church, so we were you know, working on getting a new building and working on building a church and then doing that event. So it, it was a, a very busy time for us. We talked about Qualcomm Stadium, Stadium being a familiar place with you as a ball player for the Chargers. So uh, did you sense uh, the, a difference in the spirit behind what was going on there from different crowds that you'd seen when playing football <laughs> with the Chargers? Explain a little bit about the difference. I just remember seeing all those people uh, sitting in, sitting in every seat on the field and getting the gospel being out there. I think there were people out in the parking lot on chairs. Um, that's what I remember. And just knowing all these people are going to get saved. That was what's, what was exciting to me. I heard 270,000 people. I think it was a record for, for Qualcomm stadium and San Diego, as far as attendance on a, a single venue, but also, uh, I think it was about 16,000 people receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior or making that decision. Did you you sense when you saw that that maybe this was a sign of things to come? And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here we are in the things to come right now in San Diego County. Uh, Yeah, you know, I I, I don't know about that. I just know I was I had heard about the jillions of crusades he had and knew this is going to be big. And as we were planning it, just to see the unanimous um, agreement in the church throughout the county, that was what was exciting. And, and, And that's what was the sign. This is going to be something big. And again, hoping that we can carry this unity past the event. Um, uh, because really after the, the evangelist leaves, it's up to the people left to, to do something different. You know, it's not that God's just going to open up the windows of heaven and we don't have to do anything. And so it, what came out of that was a lot of good relationships. And that's what was has carried forward. Miles, you used the term unanimous agreement and it tied to the different churches and pastors. 
you know very well how hard it is sometimes for all the pastors to be on the same page, even if they're in, in a single denomination. But when you bring about all the multitudes of different denominations in San Diego County, bringing us together with a single focus uh, of, a, of that common faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is a challenge, but it carries with it a lot of weight. You want to speak to that not only as what you saw generating back then uh, with the people, with the pastors and leaders getting together, but maybe you're seeing similar things happening now that maybe the legacy was started back then? You know, uh, Billy's name uh, is so respectable um, and their organization so credible that people got on board without question. They knew what they were going to get. We're going to get the gospel. We're going to get integrity. Um, and when people try to get people together today, you know, that's things you, you think about. Do you have the, the credibility for people to trust you? Because with him, it, you know, it wasn't flash. It was just trust and integrity. And it was a symbol of this is what, what God blesses. That God, man doesn't promote, God promotes. And, and God promotes those who are humble and, and cast down those who are prideful. So it was a, it was a great visual on um, the value of integrity and leadership. A takeaway from 2003 that you will share with our listeners because we've devoted this entire show to San Diego remembers Dr. Billy Graham. My takeaway was a story I heard during one of the meetings, and this is the story that for me personally, um, I, I, when I heard the story, I started crying, not only because it was touching to me, but it was something that I would hope my legacy would be is that he um, he was, I think, standing out of Seaport Village. And he was just standing out there. And people were walking by him saying a city and a date. Uh, so they would say Minneapolis 62 or Dallas 74 or New York, you know, 82. And, and obviously they were saying the city and the date that they got saved. And, you know, to me, when I think about that, In the end, for me as an evangelist, that's that's what is important is um, for someone to tell me I met God because of you at this date in this place. That's all that that was. Um, uh, when I heard that, I said, that's what I want. That's all I want. And that's all people have to tell me. So people would walk up to him and just give them the date where they received the Lord because of his ministry. How remarkable is that? And San Diego is in a pivotal time as well in right now. And I know that you've written some books and your heart really always has been about unity in the body of Christ. Would you spend a moment giving an encouragement to our listeners to keep the faith and bring you know, to be part of the unifying factor in the body of Christ in San Diego instead of a deterrent factor. You want to speak just very briefly about that? Yeah. I wrote a book, uh, it's coming out September 11th, called The Third Option. It's on racism, and in every race conversation, it's about us and them. And the third option is how can we honor what we all have in common, which is the image of God. And I, I just pray that people would not only get the book, but live it. And, and be able to look at each other and stop focusing on the seen versus the unseen. And that's the image of God that we all have that's identical in every person. And um, uh, it breaks my heart to see people even get saved and then be biased and, and be divided. So God wants us that you know, Jesus prayed in John 17 that we'd be one. That's what we need to do. We need to be one. 
Miles McPherson, if you, knowing what you do know about Dr. Billy Graham, what do you think, what's the one or two sentences of encouragement that he may be saying to the people in San Diego County right now? Because, you, you know, we, we all know pieces of him. So from your perspective, what do you think, what do you think he might say right now? Uh, walk by faith, be obedient to God. I mean, I know he looks back on his life and the amazing, incredible, ridiculously miraculous things he's, he's been a part of. It's because he obeyed God. And he just simply said, God, I'm going to do what you want me to do. And his, his message to us was, uh, obey God, finish well. You know, every night when you put your head on your pillow, the devil or God, one of the two are going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. And every day we got to say, God, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I'm putting my head down and hear you say that every day. Miles McPherson, The Rock in San Diego County, and you are highly esteemed in San Diego County. Thank you for sharing your insights about Dr. Billy Graham. Thank you very much. Wow. Miles McPherson, an amazing guy. You know, Wayne and Chris, uh, you've had opportunities to interact with him as well. Yes, we have. And yes. It, it seems to me that God's doing some major things through the, many of the people that were in 2003 Mission San Diego with Billy Graham. You guys, Clarks, uh, ha- have as well. And uh, maybe at the end of the show, we'll have a chance just to briefly talk about that. But isn't it exciting what God is doing in San Diego now? And many of the things that are going on now, uh, you can trace back to not only uh, Billy Graham back in 2003, but maybe even way earlier, like uh, Amy Simple McPherson and beyond. It's amazing, isn't it? Yes, it is. And don't you have, a, a Chris, a, a real anticipation that God is on the move now? And a lot of these things were just kind of uh, uh, ammo to prepare us to get into the big big and wild and crazy stuff in which we are right now. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like um, God is moving us all around like uh, pieces to a puzzle. <laughs> exactly. And, and we keep meeting people we haven't seen in a long time. Yes. And we know that, that God is putting something together. That's yes. going to involve a lot of us. Yes. So we just need to be alert and move where he tells us to move and listen. Yes. And, and the the thing that I find phenomenal is when we make connections with people, again, that we never thought we'd see. Yes. And that's not coincidence. It's yeah. God's design. Yes. And, you know, my listening friend, you're in God's design as well. And the things that are going on in San Diego uni- and you, regarding unity, uh, you're right in the thick of it. Uh, we hope that this show, when we San Diego remembers uh, Billy Graham, this, this gives you an inspiration to know that God's in the thick of things and you're in the thick of things with him. You know, in the ne- next segment, I know you're going to love this. We're going to talk with one of the leading pastors. Many of you know this person by name. This is a person who not only ministers in San Diego and is one of the leaders of leaders here, but he ministers in Washington, D.C. He has his wife uh, spent a great deal of time in Israel and they minister there. Can you guess who this person is going to be? We're going to find out in the next segment. So do not go away. We'll be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on AM 1210 K-Praise. Now back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. And Clarks, thanks for staying with us for this entire two-hour San Diego remembers uh, Billy Graham because you were right in the thick of it as well. And one of the other people that was right in the thick of it is a person whom you will know, many of you will know, if, I'm talk- if there are pastors listening, many of the pastors listening to this segment will know this person because I deem him as one of the generals of generals uh, in San Diego County and beyond. He's active in San Diego bringing unity um, 
in, 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 in San Diego County. He has for a long time, but he has a real heart cry for politics in Washington, D.C., so he has activities going on there. He has great heart cry in the United Nations. He has activities going on there. And speaking of that, in Israel, he was over there just in fact, I think he's still over there as the embassy was dedicated. So uh, what a remarkable guy. If you don't know who I'm talking about, it's the lead pastor for Skyline Wesleyan Church in La Mesa. want to share with you some insights that he had with us as we remember Sa- uh, San Diego remembers Billy Graham. His name is Jim Garlow. You'll know him. Here with Dr. Jim Garlow, Skyline Church in La Mesa. And Jim, you were one of the people that were really instrumental in bringing Dr. Billy Graham here in 2003. Why don't you give your observations of that? Well, God had really prepared us in ways we did not know because we had started a meeting of the larger church pastors all together. And our, our meetings would take place monthly and it would be with no agenda item. It would be just to pray over each other. We did not know that that would make us already one with each other the trust was there the relationship was there so when the billy graham organization came and they finally said yes in december of 2012 middle of december we had our first meeting in december the 15th uh, in skyline church here and they said you only have four and a half months well every other city had taken two years at the same time he was going to be in oklahoma city and then in kansas city i happen to be from i i lived in oklahoma city at one point and i'm from kansas so i know those cities uh, they took considerably longer because they did not have the advantage of all the large church pastors already in one spirit. So we had come together. Well, in, in, when Billy Graham arrived, that spirit of unity just, it really accelerated. He, he brought a lot of wonderful things, but the spirit of unity and oneness and encouragement. It's when all of us would come together and see each other, we don't feel so alone anymore. And that was breathtaking. Dr. Garlow, I don't know you, that you're aware of the name of the show. It's called Come Together San Diego. So you, thank you very much for proclaiming that. But while we have you, do you have a word of encouragement for San Diego County and perhaps speak to maybe perhaps what, what uh, Dr. Graham started back in 2003? My wife and I were invited to Billy Graham's funeral along with many other people. And I was not able to go. So my wife represented me since I could not go. I was so disappointed I could not go. I watched it online and my sensing was, I, as I watched that, uh, this is a major shift in America. This is a really significant shift, but it's not the end merely of an era. It is the stage is set for the beginning of, of another. There are seeds that have been planted by Billy Graham that we are moving into a fresh new outpouring, a new era. I don't exactly know what that's going to look like. Some of my friends have articulated much more advanced language than what I am of what that may look like, and they may exactly be right. But with his passing, this is a seasonal shift like you don't have happened very often uh, in one's lifetime. And so we have witnessed this era, and the mantle of Billy Graham is falling not only on his son, son Franklin, which is significant, but that mantle is falling on an entire new generation of people whose names we do not yet know. And if they'll walk in purity and humility like Graham did, purity and humility like Billy Graham did, uh, their names will all be known in the future. But a whole new generation of young evangelists, apostles, prophets, evangelists, and teachers are being raised up right now. Jim, if uh, Dr. Billy Graham were in front of you right now, what kind of words of thanks would you have for him, not only for doing 2003 Mission San Diego with Billy Graham, but what he's done and the legacy he's passed on? 
There was a book written called Billy Graham and Me a number of years ago. It's part of a, a series called Chicken Soup for the Soul. Cool name. And Billy Graham and Me, there were 101 of us invited to make brief contributions in that book. We can only write four, five, six pages each or so or less than that. And I got, I was one of those. I was very privileged to be. And somebody told the story as a young child going to Omaha, Nebraska, Exarban Stabian. I always loved the name of that stadium because it's in Nebraska spelled backwards. I always thought that was so cool. And hearing Billy Graham and taking a friend whose parents would not allow let him have anything to do with Jesus, anything. I was surprised they let us drive the three hours he came with us, our family, and watching him go forward at the end of that. And then the event in Kansas City uh, when I was in college, going there. And I got introduced to D. James Kennedy through that, the famous Presbyterian pastor. That changed my life. That just completely altered. I literally ended up writing books, and my doctoral dissertation was on the topic from what happened from that event. And each time any of us intersected with Billy Graham, that's true of all of us, it was always something we remembered, and it was always a significant life change. That book of 101 people writing Billy Graham and me you would be shocked. It wasn't just pastors like myself. Now, there were a number of other pastors in there, Greg Laurie, Miles McPherson, and others. But there were famous movie stars who you would not think would have any spiritual interest. There were entrepreneurs and businessmen. There were high-level, many of the presidents, that all the all living presidents, wrote something in there because the impact of, of God through this one single servant was staggering. I would say again what I said a moment ago, purity and humility, purity and humility. He walked in purity. He he followed the Modesto Manifesto that was made in Modesto, California to walk in moral purity. And he and his entire team did that. And then in humility, I remember the story impacted me as a child, hearing the story in the Hour of Decision magazine when he called, I believe the editor back at the time was Sherwood Wirt, I think. He called him in and he says, uh, uh, Sherwood, there, there's, there's, there's too many pictures of me in the Hour of Decision now, uh, imagine a Christian leader or pastor saying that today. We don't, well, you get the picture. It's pretty staggering. Billy Graham saying, there's too many pictures of me. It's too focused on me. I, we, we can't have that. That's the kind of humility. And then his life is purity. That's the legacy that, uh, that, that he really left for us. And a passion, a passion. I mean, if he was here, he would quote John 3, 16. He never veered off the message. Dr. James Garlow, Skyline Wesleyan Church in La Mesa. Thank you so much, sir. Wow. One of my favorite people in the universe. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, Jim Garlow, I call him the general because he's got a lot of letters behind his name, but none of them says general. But in San Diego County, he's general. Uh, A lot of the uh, leaders of leaders throughout San Diego County just entrust his spiritual insights for a lot of different things. Miles McPherson is rising to that level as well. But there are a number of other leaders of leaders in San Diego County, Wayne and Chris. I know that you've seen them through your years in San Diego as well as (laughs) minister with his dwelling place. Yes, and and I'm just so excited when when the... during the crusade, I was fortunate enough to be one of the guys that was able to go up front and receive the people for prayer, and and that was yes. really blessed me. Yeah, and so um, you were actually praying with people, but you were also overseeing things. That's correct. And 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 with that, I, the other thing that was was so uh, interesting was the other pastors from other denominations that were all coming together to 
to work together for the effect in this crusade. Now, Chris, when uh, Miles McPherson was talking, he made some comments about when Billy Graham was uh, uh, out and about not at the stadium, people would walk by him and they would say, you know, Dallas, Texas, uh, uh, 1992. And they would say, um, they would say New York City in a certain date. And it just broke his heart to see how he had impacted so many different people in so many different ways. You have a little brief story about how you believe your dad was impacted uh, with Billy Graham. In about a minute, uh, tell us what that sounds like. Yes, um, I do. Uh, Wayne and I were living in South Carolina. We'd gotten saved. We were like a year and a half into the Lord. And this was back in the mid-70s. And I got a call from my mother that my father had died. And I didn't know he was sick. None of my uh, sisters or my brother knew that. So it was quite a shock to me. And being new uh, in the Lord, I was concerned uh, about him and um, his spiritual condition. Wayne was at sea, as usual. And I flew out to San Diego um, for the funeral, and when I was at my mother's, I noticed um, in one of the rooms that my father was putting together a jigsaw puzzle. Mm. And I had been talking to the Lord about it, and this jigsaw puzzle was the Last Supper. Oh, my. And I said to my mother, because I couldn't imagine my father, that's not what he did, (laughs) and uh, he was... Well, anyway, I won't go into that. But um, she said to me, oh, yeah, your father always listened to Billy Graham. My, my. You know what? It is far-reaching, my listening friend. And I know many of you have an awareness of Dr. Billy Graham. And uh, what a legacy. And in San Diego, he has a very special legacy uh, as of... uh, 2003, when he was at Mission San Diego with Billy Graham, and we're interviewing different people that were impactful in that or impacted by that. And uh, up next, we're going to have you're going to have fun in the next segment because we're going to bring on a guy who's a friend of mine for a long time. He's actually an impersonator, and he does um, uh, Ronald Reagan, but he also does Billy Graham, and he is very intimate with Billy Graham people. He knows a lot what's going on. So in the next segment, we're going to actually have his impersonation on some things that Billy Graham said at the steps of the. Uh, Congress and talking to the politicians. You're going to love it. And we're going to talk more about that in the next segment. I know you're excited because so are we. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. God loves San Diego. This is AM 1210 K-Praise. KPRZ San Marcos Poway. A service of Salem Media Group. I'll tell the world. Come together San Diego with Cass Taylor on AM 1210 K-Praise. I'll tell the world. And that's what we're doing right now, my listening friend. We're telling the world about uh, Jesus Christ, and we're uh, giving honor to whom honor is due, uh, Billy Graham, who passed away recently. But we wanted to spend some time, especially with his son, Franklin Graham, uh, coming to San Diego tomorrow, Sunday, which is Pentecost Sunday, by the way, my listening friend. If you have a church service going on, you need to know this is the birthday of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ from Acts chapter 2. It says, when the time or the feast of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one room in one accord. That is tomorrow celebration. So happy birthday, church. And, you know, Billy Graham was very in tune with the church, but he was also in, in, in tune with politics. And I know, Wayne, you and Chris are, are 
you enjoy listening to what's going on in politics, and sometimes you scratch your head, don't you? Yes, I do. I'm wondering who's thinking what. <laughs> exactly. But you know something? Billy Graham uh, spent some time. He most, uh, I think every president where he was ministering, he spoke with and they, he, he had their ear. And uh, so, you know, I thought it was fun. Uh, Back a while back, a few years ago, I established a friendship with a guy named Frank Shelton. He's a minister, a comedian, and he does celebrity voices, and he's intimately involved with Billy Graham. But he was also on the U.S. Senate floor doing, not rolling around or anything. (laughs) He he was working with the different senators, uh, the the. Republicans and the Democrats that had quite a relationship with them, but he also had quite a relationship in understanding what was Billy Graham was doing. So he actually witnessed Billy Graham speaking to these people. So my listening friend right now, I would like to introduce Frank Shelton in an interview I did a while back. It's uh, Frank Shelton uh, impersonating Billy Graham in a reverent kind of way uh, in the U.S. Senate, talking with the senators and so forth. I think you'll enjoy this interview. Today, we're going to talk with someone around whom God has built many characters. This is Kaz Taylor with comedian, author, motivational speaker, and, well, fill in the blank. Hey, Frank Sheldon, uh, you've got a few voices, and you go from the scriptural perspective uh, and, and ministers to uh, pol- po- politics and movies. Thing. Let's, let's invite Billy Graham to uh, do the invocation as he might have done years ago in a more of a free environment in the, uh, in the Senate and in the, in the Congress. So, wow. Billy Graham, would you, would you come up and say the invocation prayer to well, begin let, this? Let me have to ask him. <laughs> and, uh, I, what's neat is I heard Dr. Graham one time not only opened up the House and Senate chamber in prayer, but he also preached on the east and west front of the Capitol. So maybe since he was used to attracting crowds, we'll have him outside on the steps. <laughs> <laughs> you put him wherever you want. It's your, your, your uh, celebrity voice. <laughs> and, uh, this was Dr. Billy Graham, and just the other day, a woman came into my office and with tears subsiding said, Dr. Graham, can you help me? And I paused with all sincerity. said, ma'am, no, I cannot, but I can lead you to the one who can. She told me she was discouraged, depressed, and thought of death daily. I showed her the scriptures, how Christ climbed Calvary's cross for her. And America needs God. There's a hunger, and we need to turn to him. What, do, what, what prayerful thing would you have to say, uh, uh, Dr. Graham? Because that's a great question. And I pray daily for our leaders, and I have the utmost respect for them. Democrat, Republicans, they're all Americans. But my heart is that we would be a Christian nation. They have a chance to lead in a magnificent way. But the Bible is clear. To whom much is given, much is required. And the truth is when we stand before the Lord, being an American or a U.S. House of Representatives is not enough. We need to have the name Christian. And my prayer is that they would have not only peace and power, but purpose during their term in office. Because true power is not in the White House, it's in God's house. Wow, uh, and Dr. Graham, and, and we're talking, this is my listening friend, this is Frank Shelton, this isn't really Dr. Billy Graham, but boy, it sure sounds like it, and I'm asking him to kind of take on the character of Dr. Graham and, and uh, ask a few questions from that perspective. So, uh, Dr. Graham, um, if, if you were to open up uh, the uh, Congress, what would the, a brief uh, 60-second prayer be, Dr. Graham? I would say that our true strength is not in our military, but it's in our morals, and we're on a slippery slope. I believe our best days are ahead, but the truth is we need to humbly bow. We need to clean our own house and put away political parties and just do what's best not only for God and the country, because it's been said that if we don't stand for something, we will fall for anything. 
And for America to be great, America needs to be good. And that is my heart. I trust the presidency. I've had the privilege to meet many of the leaders. And I believe our finest day is ahead. But we're at a crossroads. And the road always goes to the cross. And we'll get through every crisis when we cling to the cross. Oh, my Thank you. Frank Shelton, my listening friend, uh, you know, this is, has wrenched my heart because those are the kind of words I think that uh, Dr. Billy Graham would say as well, and he has been one of the most uh, stalwart, uh, straightforward believers that has impacted the Congress through the years. <laughs> hey, you know what, my listening friend, I, I knew you'd enjoy Frank Shelton. He, he spent a lot of time uh, with the Congress. Uh, he preaches and uh, ministers throughout uh, the United States and foreign countries as well. But he had some interesting insights with uh, Dr. Billy Graham, and I knew you would appreciate that. But we were talking a little bit earlier, Wayne and Chris, about different people having an impact throughout San Diego County. You know, Billy Graham uh, was the Mission San Diego with Billy Graham was actually able to bring in, I think, about 600 churches in San Diego County. That's correct. Wow. And and mine was one of them. Yes. And I, I was just amazed at the cooperation between the churches. Instead of trying to fight for their territory, they were trying to do something together. Yes. And I know, Chris, you have some thoughts on that as well. But I'll tell you what we would like to do right now. I want to have one more interview in this segment. This is We're talking about churches big and small. There's a, these, these are a, a ministry couple in San Diego whom you may know. Their name is John and Judy Ross, co-pastors of Cloud Nine Worship Center in the San Diego County area. And and they had some very interesting things to say as well, and we want to share their thoughts with you now. And John Ross, Cloud Nine Fellowship in Spring Valley. Uh, you have been involved with the Billy Graham Crusade back in 2003. John, tell us a little bit about what you did, and then I'll ask Judy to give some input as well. John? Uh, we had a number of people in our church that were part of the intercessory team, but also we had those who worked in the altars as well for those who responded to the altar call when Billy gave the altar call. So Judy, I, I know that you have a real heart for unity in the body of Christ. And I am sure because we've talked before about this, but there was a revelation that happened to you about this is more than just a crusade. There's something bigger and it might impact San Diego in a bigger way. Why don't you explain a little bit about that? Judy Ross. Well, we were also involved with Billy Graham in 1976 when he came. And after that, there was a time and a season here in this area, and he said he would not return because of the darkness, the oppression, uh, and even the lack of unity among the Christians and the ministers at that time. Okay, well, here we have then, later, 2003, it was actually a miracle because he had already purposed not to come here, and God did some miraculous stuff, and now he's here, and as I understand, it only took four months for this to kind of come together. Explain how this progressed and your observation of what God might be doing there. Well, we just came together. There were several pastors and leaders in the area. We came together, and we said this not ought to be. And we began to pray and to intercede over this and saw and felt the atmosphere begin to shift. And after that, Billy Graham came in and even others that said they would never return. Wow. John, any further input on that? Uh, well, I just remember that in those years since 1976, that there were many, many people unnamed, but uh, some Christian leaders and intercessors that prayed and prayed and little by little, the atmosphere over San Diego began to change so that by about the mid-90s, there was a definite change to the positive in the spiritual realm. And we, and matter of fact, in the last 15 years or so, 20 years, 
there's been a lot of churches rise up, new churches, new fellowships, uh, as a result of that. And today, there are so many churches that are alive with this presence of God compared to what it was in 1976. So uh, John and Judy Ross of Cloud9 uh, Worship Center, translate what has happened from back in 2003 to today. Do you think uh, the Billy Graham crusade and the people that were involved in that uh, are an inspiration or pivotal in what God is doing today and how so? And uh, let's end this uh, discussion with a proclamation from you, Rosses about what God might be doing in San Diego County as a result of this and other starter fluids that happened back in the day. Well, the, then the two hundred uh, two thousand three event with Billy Graham here was a marker, and it was like the Lord was saying, "See, I have changed." The atmosphere I have changed and it is open here. And because of that openness, the Lord has just continued to pour through. And John, any thoughts on that? Several years ago, I had a vision um, and the Lord showed me San Diego County, a map. And I saw these power stations, five of them between here and Oceanside, and that uh, each one represented uh, a nucleus of spirit-filled people who are praying for the county. And that... Uh, and that eventually what happened is that the county changed so much that people coming to San Diego because they heard about revival, it didn't make any difference where in the county they went. They could find a church where there was the presence of God. Judy Ross, would you declare that to our listeners right now? Heavenly Father, we thank you and we declare what your intent already was. We come into agreement with your purposes and your plans, which we have already seen being fulfilled, but it's only in part. You are the God of the more. You are the God of the greatness. And this is what you are continue because we have we have agreed to say, yes, this is your kingdom. This is your ecclesia. That is the priests and the kings with the authority and you, that you have released and you have released it here. And we thank you and praise you for your purposes and plan. John and Judy Ross, some favorite people of mine. God bless you. And thank you for spending some time with us. You know what, uh, John and Judy Ross, uh, co-pastors of Cloud Nine Worship Center, we love them. You know, you know them as well. It's exciting to hear people. You know, people have, have been moving around, and God's using them. Yes, and and they've enabled us to do a lot of our ministry at their church. And you love them too, don't you, Chris? Oh, I do. I miss them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know what? I think God's going to bring us together. Uh, how, how about come together, San Diego? I think that's a good idea. You know, we're talking about about uh, San Diego remembering Dr. Billy Graham and his crusade here back in two thousand three. We talked about two hundred and seventy thousand people coming through Qualcomm Stadium at that time frame. We've talked a lot with the pastors that were going on there, but we're going to open the phone lines right now and invite people to call in and uh, express their very brief uh, overview of what they remember from 2003. But my listening friend, I'm going to give you a phone line, but I want to caution you this. We're running a little bit crippled here because uh, we don't have any headsets. So uh, I'm going to give each one of you who calls in. I know there there are a lot of people going to call in, and I'm going to give you the number, but a lot of you are going to call in. Just know that I cannot hear you in the headsets. So I'm going to give you 60 seconds, and then I'm going to, I may be a little abrupt when I shut you off because I, I'm expecting a bunch of phone calls. Now, here's the phone number to call in, my, my listening friend, to give your overview of what you remember back in 2003, Mission San Diego with Billy Graham. That phone number for call-in is 1-866-577-2473. And I'll, I'll give it to you in a simpler way. 866-K-PRAISE. 866-K-PRAISE. 
KPraise. That's in the next segment. So start dialing now and we'll start uh, putting you in the phone queue and we'll have people calling in and sharing their insights. But listen again, you're only going to have about 60 seconds to do it because I don't have a headset to hear you and I'll be counting you down. Okay. Once again, one eight six six KPraise. Call in with your testimony in this next segment after this commercial break. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Well, this is going to be an interesting segment because we've asked for phone calls and we're a little bit... Uh, um, wounded here because we don't have headsets because there it was a, a problem at the station so we don't have headsets so you actually can't hear you but what i'm going to be doing to you my listening friend as you since you have called in i'm going to give you 60 seconds and then i'll give you a cue when your 60 seconds is almost over and then you're just going to have to allow me to uh cut you off i apologize for that but i can't hear you but uh we've had People calling in, and I want to introduce uh, a person named Doug. I think this is a Doug who's a friend of mine. Doug, uh, good to have you. Give me, give us your sixty-second recollection of uh, San Diego remembering Billy Graham back in two thousand three. Doug, give it to us. Hi, Kaz. Thanks for taking my phone call. Yeah, I remember uh, I was at Journey Church at the time. I'm a marriage family therapist, and uh, we got together to work with other churches in preparation for the for the. Uh, Thing. And um, what impressed me the most at the time was how many different churches were there. They were what you would call mainline churches, evangelical churches, okay. and hey, hey, they all hey, hey. along well together. So I was really impressed. It, it was something that was more as important as anything else, the church coming together. And then just walking up uh, to the stadium, going and sitting down, it was just jam-packed full of people and excitement. And the picture and the sound of Billy Graham speaking with authority and integrity and uh, purity and holiness. You know, it's hard to tell the difference sometimes between a man's character and the character of Doug, Christ. They were so- I apologize. I can't hear you. I see your, your wavelengths lengths moving on the, on the monitor. But uh, give me 10 more seconds and then I'm going to take the next caller. I think it's uh, Chris calling in. So, uh, Doug, uh, give me your 20-second elevator speech. Yes, it was, it was just very inspiring. And when people came down to the altar, there were a load of people. There was just a phenomenal amount of people. And, uh, and they were praying and crying and coming back to the Lord and receiving the Lord for the first time. And then we connected it up with different churches. And so uh, Billy was wise enough and the group was wise enough to get them. Uh, when they found the Lord and they received him, then they were uh, wow. encouraged to go to church. Thank you, Doug. For your insight. Uh, we have Chris on the line. Let me take Chris. Chris, you, you've got about 60 seconds here, and I don't have headsets right now, so I'm going to entrust you to give me your best 60 seconds, and then I'm going to run to another studio while you're talking. So my listening friend, I want uh, Chris to give an overview. I think he has some interesting insights, not only how uh, Billy Graham impacted him, but uh, one of his children or more. Chris, give it to us. Okay, thanks, Kaz. Yeah, this is Chris Cecil. Um, my son and well, my whole family attended the the crusade back in two thousand three, and and uh, my six year old, after Billy had given his message, looked up at me and he said, "Papa, I want to accept Jesus." <laughs> and of course, we were surprised. I wasn't uh, I wasn't 
thinking that he would be the one because uh, he was so young, but he was very serious. I asked him several times if that's really what he was wanting to do, and he said yes, and let's go down to the field. So I took him down there, and as we were waiting in the hallway in the in the tunnel that leads onto the field, uh, Billy Graham came uh, up in one of the little carts that someone drove him up in. And he got out of the cart. Of course, that was very impressive to my son and myself, really. We were just about eight feet away from him. And uh, then we went down on the field, and my son accepted Jesus, and it was real. He, he's been a Christian ever since. He's 21 now and uh, going to Point Loma, Nazarene, and, and uh, following the Lord. So uh, that crusade bore fruit in my family, for sure. And it was a very exciting time, especially to see a, a little six-year-old just so... Um, so in rapture, uh, listening to the message, because he was really glued on Billy Graham as he spoke, and uh, he, I could tell he was listening to every word. So uh, kids, are, kids are open. He had an open heart that uh, it bore fruit in his life. So we were very grateful. We were very grateful for that crusade, very excited about the things that happened there. And we'll obviously never forget it. Thank you for calling for us. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my listening friend, I want to introduce a very special friend. Uh, they're all special friends, but this person in particular I've been tracking for a long t- time. His name is Mark. He's actually Pastor Mark, uh, formerly from the uh, uh, Ramona Vineyard Church in San Diego, California. He's now in Texas, uh, and he he remembers clearly what was going on there. But you know the great thing about uh, Come Together San Diego, we broadcast in San Diego, but people can listen on apps and by going to kprz.com and doing the click to the listen live button and they can hear what's going on as well. Mark, how you doing? Mark, to be on your show, man. Appreciate being able to um, have the privilege to talk about the great Billy Graham. And he was only great because Jesus was great through him. Amen? Exactly. Yeah, my wife and I considered a great privilege to be counselors for the Billy Graham mission in the Qualcomm Stadium in 2003. You know, God continued to pour his Holy Spirit through him over and over and again through all the stadiums he went to as Abba Father's love on people through the gospel message. That was impressive to me. The, the Billy Graham team sent way in advance uh, people through uh, the different churches, over 500 churches in San Diego, and unified San Diego through the churches, and I thought that was really awesome. That was long-lasting coming. And uh, immediately following the invitation, we followed everyone down to the baseball infield and encountered a young couple with a couple of kids, handed them a New Testament, and filled out some information for them to plug into a local church, and also prayed for them. And then I began to look at Billy Graham, because he was like 25 feet from my wife and I, and he was so just so sturdy with the Holy Spirit moving through him. And it, I just couldn't even get that out of my mind. And I immediately began to reminisce, because I finally got to give back on that same infield. I came to Christ on that infield in 1973, so it was a great privilege for me. And I'll never forget it. My wife and I just really enjoyed the time with Billy Graham and his team. Uh, Kaz, I can't hear you. I hope, I hope, uh, I hope my voice came through. Thank you for the privilege to be on your show. The, um, the stage. So we were unable to see him and barely were able to hear him. But after he got done speaking, they escorted him to the back of the stage, and there was this platform. And he got on it, and it was an elevator, and he started going down, and he looked up, and he waved at the, at the whole choir. And we all started waving and cheering, and whatever was going on out front, they didn't know why we were cheering, but they all started cheering, too. So it was just a great time. I just really, 
treasure that that period, that time of uh, preparing to sing and doing all that. Anyway, thank you for inviting me to to share. Kathleen, I can't yes. hear you again. I don't have headsets. So uh, give me a 30-second conclusion to what you had to say, and uh, then I'm going to go to another line with John on it. So, Kathleen, give us your 30-second summary of what you had. My listening friend, I apologize. We are kind of stuck. We have no headsets here, so I'm just kind of looking at the VU meter and watching it go back and forth and trying to sense when I can cut in. So give us your 20-second conclusion here, Kathleen, and then we'll, we'll move on. Thank you for joining us. Well, I, it was just a good experience. Um, I enjoyed singing with the choir, and I enjoyed uh, Beverly Shea and and being under his direction. And um, Billy Graham was great. Very good. You know, I want to bring a friend on who's uh, his name is John, and uh, he's one of the prayer warriors here at Come Together San Diego. So, in your best sixty second version, John, I know that's challenging sometimes for people who are prayer warriors who speak a lot. But John, give me your sixty second elevator speech about what uh, what God has uh, done through uh, Billy Graham. Thanks, Cavs. Appreciate it. Praying for you guys and the whole system there. Uh, with Billy Graham crusade. We had been involved in 1993 with the March for Jesus, and we had been told by many people that Billy had been there before, and he wasn't going to come back to San Diego because it wasn't right. We were so blessed to be involved with the Billy Graham crusade, his coming back. And the best part of the entire thing was at the time I was coaching soccer, uh, and my team, my daughters, both on my team, uh, both invited their friends. So we had a lot of young ladies who came uh, to the Billy Graham crusade, two or three of them accepted the Lord. Uh, my wife and I both had the opportunity to act as uh, counselors and prayer counselors. So we were able to be down at the altars and praying for people and uh, with other uh, awesome warriors in the Lord, we had opportunity to be involved with the prayer ministry both prior to and after. And I think Kaz probably the, the best thing to me beyond the fact that I, I guess I shouldn't say it this way, but wow. Jesus Christ movie was powerful. John, John I can't but, hear you because I have no headsets, but give me your 10-second conclusion on what you just said. For, forgive me, my listening friend. We're at a little disadvantage here, but I trust Holy Spirit is having his way in these uh, phone conversations. So your 10-second conclusion, John, and then I've got one more person in this segment that I'd like to bring on. Her name is Elaine. But right now, uh, give me your brief summary here, John, and I'll go to another call. Super, Kaz. The big thing I was going to say was watching the unity of the body of Christ. It wasn't one church saying we're the best, we're the most important. It was all of the people saying, let's do this for Jesus and seeing his hand move in the lives of so many. So bless you guys. Thanks for the opportunity to share. And I hope uh, the radio system works a little better for you guys later on. Very good. I think we have Elaine on the on the line. Elaine, give me your 60-second version. I apologize for this. Generally, we have headsets, and I can hear you, but I think I know yeah. the Elaine that it is, and uh, we talk together a lot. So give me your 60-second rundown of what you remember with uh, Dr. Billy Graham back in 2003. Thanks for joining us on the air. No, I'd love to give um, my rendition of what happened. I went a couple of times down there, and one day my sister and I, were in the choir and it was such an amazing experience of hundreds of thousands of people worshiping Jesus all at once in unity. It was just 
incredible. I had never experienced anything like that before. And it was such a momentous experience for me. The presence of the Holy Spirit was so powerful during that time. I don't think, honestly, um, in a corporate worship setting, I, I don't think that I've had that quite that experience um, if just for the largeness of it. And then the, the second thing that was so powerful for me um, during that time being in the choir was just the, the number of people that went up, um, just running, just hundreds and thousands of, of people running to receive salvation. And it's, it's phenomenal. Wow. And then Elaine, thank you for joining us. I'm sorry that I can't hear exactly what you're saying. I got the nuance of it. But the bottom line is this, and Wayne and Chris Clark are, are with me as well. But the nuance is this. Holy Spirit has used Billy Graham amazingly through the years, and God is choosing his people to pass the mantle to. And my listening friend, you are no doubt among them. In the next segment, we're going to bring a couple more pastors in uh, to interview them and share with you their insights. But know this for sure as we go to this commercial break. Know this for sure. God is moving not only in San Diego, but through San Diego, but God is moving through the anointing of the late Billy Graham throughout the world. And my friend, you may have a piece of that mantle as well. We're going to talk more about it as this uh, next segment begins. But right now, it's time for a commercial break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on AM 1210 K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Sorry for the little snafus. You know, when you're in the radio business and it's live broadcast, anything can happen, Wayne. Yeah, you just have to be flexible. <laughs> it's like being on a submarine again. <laughs> <laughs> and the Clarks are, are very flexible. Thank you, Chris, as well. We're going to be talking in the last segment more about some insights that we've experienced in San Diego as uh, not only through Billy Graham, but uh, the unity that's going on there. So I guess you guys are geared up to share with me on, on that. My listening friend, you know, one of the fun things that uh, we, we realize here is that back in Billy Graham in 2003, there were about six, I think uh, Rolf Benershka said there were 600 churches who were united together with uh, Dr. Billy Graham and the uh, Mission San Diego with Billy Graham. We've talked to a lot of pastors and leaders, but I wanted to bring a couple more uh, on here with you. Some of these uh, some of these names will be very familiar with you. Uh, Larry Peltier is a, a minister. He, he runs a free water school of supernatural uh, natural uh, dis, uh, uh, discipleship, and uh, he was the lead pastor formerly of Beach Chapel, uh, and then he handed it off to his son-in-law uh, and daughter, Micah and Borne Burns. It's a wonderful church environment, but I want to uh, have you hear what Larry Peltier has to say about his experiences during 2003 as San Diego remembers Billy Graham. Talking with Larry Peltier, and he is the a senior pastor handed the baton over to his other family members at Beach Chapel, San Diego. And he's got some amazing recollections about what happened during the Billy Graham Crusade Mission San Diego in 2003. Larry, good to have you. Thank you so much, Cass. Uh, my memories are nothing but sweet concerning Billy Graham and the Crusade. It was such a great time to see the church come together. Uh, not only for the crusade, but to come together for discipleship concerning the crusade, to come together and 
uh, be together in different learning pods and prayer groups. My responsibility was overseeing the counseling, the altar call counseling. And the greatest thing I thought about it as those days were unfolding is every person who came forward was was shadowed by a believer. So not one single person came forward that didn't have somebody hawking them, who had their eye on them, was praying for them as they walked up, and made sure that they had contact, information, prayer, were given the scriptures and an opportunity to ask questions. And it was just such great concern for every single person and their value. So I really enjoyed to see the effort that that went through and how many people were able to be involved in that area. So, Larry, what, what do you think uh, is a takeaway now, many years later? Has that had an impact or effect on what's going on in San Diego now in light of unity and things? Give me your thoughts on that. Well, I believe the church came together, and it was an experience that allowed us to know we could come together. There's been other ones over the over time, you know, concerning the marriage initiative and even a pastor's rapid response team here for fires and emergencies in San Diego. And so it was a testimony that when necessary, San Diego comes together to meet the need and we can set aside uh, the differences in favor of the common good to love one another. Thank you. Larry Peltier. You know, he, one of the funny things about Larry is uh, when he was uh, the lead pastor at Beach Chapel, he re- he says, quote unquote, he retired uh, from the ministry. But ha ha, Wayne, you know, and Chris, you know, people just don't retire from the ministry. No, no you they don't get, get to do that. <laughs> <laughs> they just get graduated to heaven or they just keep going on earth. That's right. <laughs> Moses didn't start his ministry till he was 80. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you've got probably 30 or 40 years to go before you reach that No, it's like two. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's another person I want you to listen to, my listening friend. Many of you in San Diego County will appreciate this man. This is a man who has great, great depth. And he is one of the senior uh, leaders in San Diego County. You'll know the name uh, Bishop George McKinney of St. Stephen's Church of God in Christ. You know, he just won or is winning an award for the Heroes of the Faith for 2018, and he indeed is a hero of the faith. And I want you to hear the things that Bishop George McKinney McKinney has to say from St. Stephen's Church of God in Christ. St. Stephen's Church of God in Christ, one of the bulwarks in San Diego County, been around for a long time, seeing what God has done in San Diego County. We're very active in 2003 when it was Mission San Diego with Dr. Billy Graham. You were not only on stage, but roundabout, making sure that it went smoothly. Can you, uh, Bishop McKinney, give me some recollections of that time frame? It was an excitement in San Diego when Dr. Billy Graham and his crusade team came here for that wonderful crusade. And I had the privilege of being uh, involved in that, and it was a joy to have St. Stephen's Church, along with other churches from the inner city, uh, involved in that uh, crusade. I remember the excitement when the people gathered to hear Dr. Graham preach, for he he always had a message that was simple, and it emphasized the centrality of Christ as Savior and the importance of repentance and salvation. His message was simple and was impactful. You can never forget the thrill of seeing the thousands of people come to the altar as the choir was singing, Just As I Am. 
it was a wonderful experience. Well, Bishop McKinney, you've been around San Diego for a long time. You know that God has been, his heart cries to stir unity in the body of Christ. So before uh, Dr. Graham came, there were some ups and downs and some challenges in the body of Christ. And uh, in, a, in a very real way, what God was doing in San Diego up to his coming and stirred by Dr. Graham's coming actually uh, brought some some added unity that really set the stage for things in the future. Would you talk a little bit about the time frame when you pastors and leaders were discussing about bringing him to San Diego and what that might have looked like as you had those discussions among the multitude of leaders of leaders in San Diego? The San Diego had been a community that was divided and there was not much communication between the pastors and the people of the different congregation. Each was doing his own thing in his own play, in his own vineyard. And it was amazing as we came together to worship the Lord in that crusade, how God broke down barriers and uh, opened understanding and created an atmosphere of brotherhood that we had not experienced before. Uh, I, I believe that it's something wonderful happens when God's children worship together. When we bow down in common allegiance and obedience to the Father. As a matter of fact, there was a time when we did not behave as if Jesus had offered a prayer to the Father in the 17th chapter of the Gospel of John to make, them, make my followers, my disciples, my devotees, make them one. But we, God heard that prayer, and we are one, whether we act like it or not. And so it was a, a time for a new beginnings. It was a, a, a blessed season when we came together to worship the Lord in, in, in the beauty of holiness in, in, in a large setting here in San Diego. God did it because he, he works miracles when his people worship him in truth and spirit and in truth. Was there a specific time where you saw a, con- a convergence or a cohesiveness that you go, maybe this is very special? Yes. The, the, the fact that there were those who had broken out of their uh, usual cages and entered into fellowship with people of different ethnicities and different denominations and different spiritual background, faith backgrounds, it was a beautiful thing, but I think that one thing we must not miss is that the groundwork that was made for the success of the crusade in the prayer, Billy Graham's team came to town early, and we were. it was my responsibility to attempt to mobilize the pastors in the inner city to, to come together to pray and, and to, to build the anticipation and the faith and the vision of what God might do in our community. And that had a great deal to do with the success of that that crusade, that people were called to prayer, for the prayers of the righteous availeth much. And it was a wonderful experience to see the results of a people of faith praying to God for an outpour of the Holy Spirit and for the unity of the Spirit that we might witness to this city that Jesus is Lord, even of San Diego. Particular thoughts about Dr. Graham himself that we want to 
this program is really devoted to remembering Dr. Billy Graham. What words would you say to our listeners that you remember specifically about the man, his mission, and his ministry? I would like to say that it was my privilege to, to work with Dr. Graham at the InterVarsity Urbana Conference for three years. He, he, was, he always came to that conference to speak, and I was for three years. I came as one of the speakers, and it was there that I got to, to see him interact with students from all over the nation and to motivate them. It was a powerful experience. I also had the privilege of his, his last crusade here in San Diego, of coordinating the efforts of involving the pastors from the inner city. And the response was tremendous. It was because there was respect for Dr. Graham, who had started out as just a boy preacher, but God took him and he was yielded and God used him and prepared him. And he made an influence not only on America, but the world, because he was, was consistent he, was, he did not compromise his gospel preaching. He was a person who concern, was concerned about the well-being of all peoples. He, he, was, he was not parochial. He was not narrow. But he was broad in his out, understanding and outlook. For, and he believed that God would be able to break down any barrier, and he saw it in his lifetime. You know, uh, Bishop uh, George McKinney really is the senior uh, statesman in San Diego County. He's he, uh, such a heart uh, lead bishop and pastor at uh, St. Stephen Church of God in Christ. You know, we've got, we haven't had headsets for this entire show, so we uh, have had to truncate things. And I'm sorry if we uh, didn't uh, communicate clearly, if you heard a few extra uh, seconds uh, of blank space, because uh, we just couldn't hear what was going on. But I think Holy Spirit interceded here. We've got one more segment that we want to share with you. And this is actually, remember I said that uh, that uh, Franklin Graham is coming tomorrow uh, to Grape Day Park in Escondido at 7.30 p.m. He's decided to launch his Decision America tour here. We're going to be talking to one of his people in the next segment and draw everything to a close and tie a nice ribbon around it. But the truth of the matter is it's not going to be a ribbon uh, uh, with a closed gift. God has opened the gift and you and I get to partake in it. We're going to talk to you more about that in this last segment. We'll be right back. San Diego, the new live local show on AM 1210 K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. And we're back, and this is going to be a truncated segment because we've had some uh, challenges, and, uh, you know, we apologize for that, but I think uh, God had his way in this, and the message has been loud and clear. We're going to just close this with Wayne and Chris Clark in a moment. But, you know, uh, I told you that uh, we did this show because uh, Franklin Graham is coming tomorrow uh, to uh, Grape Day Park in Escondido. And we had talked with a man who is one of the people that organizes this. His name is Steve Rhodes. He's the VP of Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. He's overseeing this uh, uh, Decision America tour. I want to spend just a moment interviewing him, and then we will close this segment. So enjoy this interview with Steve Rhodes. I am. How are you? Fine, Steve. Well, we're excited about... uh, 
the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association and Decision America Tour coming to San Diego. You, you, you need to know what's, what you're coming into. You guys coming is exactly right on time because the people in San Diego County not only need to hear what you guys are going to be sharing, but we want to, to hear it. So give us an overview of that. Steve Rhodes, yeah, Vice President of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association and the overseer of the, the My Hope Ministry and Church Engagement for Decision America's Tour. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us on. It's a it's a pleasure. We've had a couple of busy weeks with Mr. Graham going to heaven. Yes, yes. And the um, all of the people all over the world, uh, church leaders, uh, people who know Christ and people who don't, that have pointed attention toward Mr. Graham, but um, directly actually to Jesus. Yes. And that's been... Um, a joy for us to watch and a testimony to each of us to um, to always point people toward Jesus. Yes. And so that's been a, it's been a blessing for us to be involved with uh, Mr. Graham's homegoing service and, and to know that there are people in heaven today and, um, and that have been there uh, for a while now <laughs> just because of, yes, the gospel, because the gospel has power. That's the reason why we're uh, we're going to be in California. The Decision America tour um, that we're that we're conducting is going to be in ten cities, from starting in Escondido on May the twentieth at Grape Day Park, and then going all the way to Reading over the course of about three weeks. The reason being that it gives the church that you already re- alluded to in San Diego County there, we're not, we're not the answer to anything. All we're doing is coming in to help the church, the church that's already fighting and standing up and sort of drawing a line and saying, um, Jesus Christ came to save, to try to encourage the work of the local church. And that's our, our role, is to lift high Jesus and to tell people that there's freedom to be found in Christ, yes, there's yes. deliverance and hope that can be found in Him. So that's what um, that's what our the call on our life is to do. That is to present the gospel in clear terms. And the first our first stop is going to be May the twentieth. Yes, Great Day Park in Escondido. So we're happy to happy to be with you guys first. And I would invite anybody who who prays and has a hunger for God, uh, bring your whole church. Just come together. Let's. Let's together, let's all pray together and ask God to do a great thing. I think. Decision America Tour um, with Franklin Graham and the, and the Billy Graham Evangelist uh, Association. Very good. Steve Roach, thanks for joining us. Franklin Graham, Grape Day Park, Escondido, tomorrow, Sunday. You know, it is uh, also Pentecost Sunday. This is the birth time of the church in Acts chapter 2, Wayne and Chris. Brief thoughts as we close this program. Kaz, I am persuaded that God is doing something I don't fully understand, (laughs) but it's big, and I am privileged to be a part of it. And aren't we all, my listening friend, Chris? Well, we had a pastor many years ago that said, Israel is a signpost, and we need to watch what's going on over there. And now the American embassy has moved to Jerusalem. So watch Israel, consider that a signpost. 
God's up to something. He is up to something, my listening friend. But you know something? It's not something that you can check out in the news only. This yeah. is something you have to hear Holy Spirit talk to you and be quick to obey in season and out of season because you and I, my listening friend, are going to get to play a big part. We thank you, Billy Graham, and San Diego remembers Billy Graham. Uh, and you, we have... Much to be thankful for because of you, because Holy Spirit working through you, you are a blessing to San Diego, and we remember you, and thank you. And thanks for joining us, my friend, on Come Together San Diego. Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on AM 1210 k Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.